On this episode of Last King Podcast, we're going to be talking about San Diego Comic Con and the boys. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Last King Podcast. I am Eccentric Tom, with me are... Mr. Toffee and... Tech Knight. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. I wish, oh man. I saved the world, sir, with the power of pelvic thrusts. Okay, oh boy, I'm not no, that's spoil- a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler if you read the books that have been out for another five years. But yes, of course, this is Shafiq. We are the Last King Podcast, and according to SEO, we need to talk about Comic-Con, huh, boys? Yeah, even though it's kind of the tail end, you know, there's still a little bit of juice left in that dead horse, so we're gonna, like, take some jackhammers to it. <laughs> but at least we can talk about it without... Once all the hype and everything yeah. is done, so we can yeah. have a more like, realistic <gasps> perspective to it. Quite yeah. got like... I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, dot, 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 that happened, you know. Yeah. That sort of feeling. And speaking of that happened, uh, initial impressions, boys, what do you guys think? So, uh, I think I've made it very clear across the course of this episode that I'm not a huge comic book fan. Not because I don't like them, it's just that I've never really gotten into them. So, Comic Con has always been the kind of thing where I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing that trailer when it comes out in three months' time. So, just like every other Comic Con, I was like, okay, cool. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that trailer when it finally comes out. And that's my impression of it's a more of the Comic same, Con. Right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so cynical. Let's go more cynical. How about you, Mr. Toffee? Why is there a Top Gun trailer in a <laughs> Comic Book Expo? Did you not uh, see event, the Hot to Toys Tom Cruise action figure available? Okay, that, of course, that was a cool. thing. Scan two hundred dollars for people who can afford it. No, sir. I really want there to be a Funko Pop of it, and it to be slightly shorter than all the others. <laughs> With, with the blank stare eyes, you know, staring and at the your deep dark soul. Right? Yeah. Of course. Let's, yeah. Let's and then, it. like, just uh, uh, one of Goose, but his neck uh, broken. And then one of... And on the other hand, the contract for the mummy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, besides the... This is not about comic books anymore, uh, Mr. Toffee. Um, yeah. yeah. It's more general about, like, general... I guess I'm okay with it, because there are actually some news that popped up that I'm actually kind of keen on watching like we talk about the MCU stuff we talk about DC stuff later on but generally again once all the hype has died down from the, from the past few weekends or so it just feels like yeah this bunch of news happened we're gonna see this stuff later on and I guess it's just trailer uh, it's just feel like a bunch of it's edited, a hype fest well, right? yeah. it's a hype fest it's basically a hype fest you know you, you yes it's fun to see people getting excited when they're on, the, on the, at the place itself but at the end of the day you gotta remember this is they're just making money all I mean in that sense it's just what it is a hype fest like we all mentioned time and again yes I would be significantly more interested if they just streamed the goddamn panels Mm. but even if the VODs weren't available afterwards just like have it streamed because in this day and age you know it's gonna be leaked on Twitter as soon as it comes There's out. There's some asshole in the audience. Yeah. So the like, live some people There's nothing do. sacred I mean, about this yeah. thing which has been going on in the 60s. But I thought they did have like, maybe, wouldn't like a company like IGN or something? Uh, no. IGN has done some, I mean, some other publishers or some I other mean, they comic could take book photos, but that's it. Like, they can't, they can't li- live stream anything. They can't even show the trailers. Who's the only some official it. media are allowed to take video of it, usually. Mm. That's the case. But I mean, who's the big media conglomerate behind SDCC nowadays? Is it, it's not just Disney, right? It's definitely it's still Reed Pop. Yeah, Reed and a bunch of They're others. They're the same people that own uh, E3, right? Oh, no, 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 no. no different. Totally right? different uh, oh. Reed, they own uh, the San- the Singapore Comic Con that's coming out later this year as well. Yeah, they rebranded the it because, yeah. sure, we need to keep the brands, you know, we need to keep the marketing, uh, you know, uh, consistent. Huh? Maybe they're hoping for slightly yeah. more people to turn up this time around. 
at SDGCC is now known as Comic Con? I don't think so. I mean, our version of uh, the big comics uh, convention is basically an auction place for toy flippers. It's, exactly. Nobody goes there f- to fucking talk to artists or talk about comics at all. Yeah, and the guests and artists who come down who are very prolific, they don't get that many lines, you know, people visiting them. I mean, like when yeah. we covered... Anime what, culture. It was three years ago when we covered the, the SDGCC. Yeah, yeah, we, we were, were literally Taylor, like yes. fifth in line to talk to Tom Taylor, and it's like yeah. you have all Probably these less people, all these yeah. other assholes. He's <laughs> like, it's fucking Tom Taylor, but they're too busy yeah, yeah. For, like trying to flip their Funko Pop shit or to nah, get like the fifteenth body pillow. There's or, a lot of body pillows toys. at SDGCC. Or hot toys. That's usually actually no. This is Singapore. It's all Iron Man. Iron Man is Iron Man body pillows. <laughs> that too. <laughs> But definitely Iron Man, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's getting. I, I, it's nice to see that. But the thing is, uh, I mean, not really insider information. But I do have friends within like the, the toy trading community, right? And yep. yeah, ever since Iron Man died, oh man, uh, the money on those things have got to go higher because they're getting more limited. Because now they realize that they're not gonna do any more runs officially. I would say, you know, they oh might yeah, some, yeah, they won't. There won't be like a Mark 12 or a Mark 15 version mm. anymore. So it's like, okay, so it's going to be its own little niche market. I don't know. I mean, like for me, my impressions of uh, SDCC, C, is it one? Two C? SDCC, you're correct. No, I'm talking about San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Sorry. So Comic Con in itself, right? Man, I think it can be summed up by when I saw the Marvel Phase 4 panel. Yeah. Oh my God, this is nothing but a giant stakeholder meeting. Oh, for sure. It's a Microsoft yeah. Excel presentation with geeks cheering and stuff. Excel presentation? <laughs> wow, that's extra boring. It's <laughs> extra boring. No, but like, yeah, look at our returns in the last quarter. It's amazing. <laughs> no, they literally did some of that. They're actually right. And yeah, I, I, I don't so. remember. It's like they basically just showed like all these logos on like this black screen. And it's like, oh, this is so corporate. that. So basically, they're making people pay to see their fucking Trello board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Some guy, you know, we, we've come up with all these new brands for you and then people are excited with before the products come out. And of course, since we did cover the very recent E3, oh, there'd be shills in the audience. <laughs> and I thought like, of course. Bethes- Bethesda's like, woo, yeah, guy. Did they invite him too? Because there seems to be 20 of them in the audience. No, he's he's just uh, been uh, reproducing. <laughs> Uh, he's like no, I s- think I think based on those videos we've seen on the Marvel MCU panel, those are genuine people just cheering more or less because yeah, probably after the so hype there of are, the yeah. There are some true yeah. fucking nutcases out there. Well, they're the hardcore, the fans, and then also yeah. the normies. Fucking nutcases. <laughs> uh, people keeping all these executives' pockets lined. Like, look, if you yeah. are this excited about fucking merchandise, <laughs> then you need to severely readjust who you are as a person. Yeah, true that. Uh, or you can actually buy the actual comics, which is probably right there going for a buck pop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just want to watch the movies? Yeah, okay, they'll catch you up, sure. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be The Last King without our own cynical take on all the events and things. And since we did have time to kind of catch our breaths and really dig in and like analyze all these trailers, maybe we'll do a quick roundtable. Guys, what caught your attention and what is it that you think might be worthy of our attention? So, of the Marvel say because they announced so goddamn much, mm. um, only two things kind of got my attention. Mm. One was uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Because Doctor Strange is now, I think, my favorite of the surviving Avengers. Because I'm a sucker for arcane bullshit. But you did kind of mention that you have a you do have a soft spot for a combo batch, right? Oh, that too. <laughs> uh, you know, I like my combo batch. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and also <laughs> like you know my magic shit. 
you know, it's uh, kind of mixing all that stuff together. Okay. Uh, and also, you know, she's, she's being paired up with Scarlet, which, which I think makes the most sense in terms of like pairings. Yeah. I mean, you can save money on special effects by having both yeah. special, both magic people in one movie. And hey, super cynical, this is probably a screen test to see if House of M could fly. I don't think so. I don't think they have the balls to pull that off unless they... But they need to introduce mutants first. Yeah, they need... Yeah. That's, that's another couple of years anyway. And then you also need to establish that Scarlet Witch was an Omega level mutant all along. And then like, ah, what? But didn't we establish she was raised in some crazy European cell oh, at the end of what movie? Look, never, They'll probably retcon it. Never <laughs> under uh, appreciate the power of the retcon. Especially oh, yeah. with Disney money. They're going to retcon. Oh yeah, they have a time machine. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's remind ourselves. Each one of these movies, whatever problems you have, you can solve it with that time machine yeah. you had. And the other one is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings just because, you know, my boy Simu Liu getting a big break, you know, happy for him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he stays because that would be very awkward if they t- find out later that he's been replaced by someone else. <laughs> and nobody yeah. notices. Yeah. Because <laughs> white people can't tell. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is uh, I was looking at some financial stuff and he's like... One of those like generic uh, pictures of like a guy in a suit for Fidelity um, Investments in Singapore. Yep. So that he's happens. come a yeah, very long right. way. Mm, sounds yeah. about right. You know what? His stock, his stock photos have probably increased in price. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after this. Uh, I mean, I'm also kind of interested in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because um, I mean, as I was doing research for this episode, I also kind of realized that oh, they're gonna make some, they're gonna put some Lovecraft shit in it because. Sure. In the Something of Madness, and I think it was... Who's the showrunner for this, anyway? Who's, who's directing it? Huh? Uh, Derrickson's coming back to, to... And he's got The guy who did the roots. first film, right? Yeah, he's got horror you know, Before, it was him and uh, uh, Cargill did um, Sinister? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. He's, he's got Blumhouse-level uh, <laughs> skill. Yeah, I don't think Cargill's returning, which is a shame because I'm a fan of his work. Yeah, but, 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 you know. I don't know. If they're going to incorporate more of the cosmic horror stuff, then I'm really into it. I don't know if it will blend well with the current state of the MCU because I mean after the events of Endgame and seeing how Spider-Man is literally just a very lukewarm start into something that's supposedly bigger than it is maybe we can see is it what's going to be kicked off with what, Black Widow right uh, yeah the first film is going to be Black Widow on which May is the a first prequel, 2020 which was not going to add to anything post Endgame yeah. also yeah it's like they I think they want to have a break but they don't have the confidence to keep people's interest so they're just having like holding pattern movies to like mm. tie people over until phase four starts properly and also probably giving Scarlett Johansson one last time yeah, you because know, to she, be Black Widow you even know. the Eternals which is coming out late November is going to be about Thanos' origins yeah Thanos' past like, we're not starting properly with the new phase until Shang-Chi which is you know start of 2021 yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting. Maybe they might make the Mandarin the main villain. I don't think so. I don't think he no. has the kind of uh, star power. No, they never make that the first villain. The yeah. first villain, the main one. It's gonna be either Doctor Doom or Galactus. I, my money is on. It the, has to be Galactus. Yeah, Doctor Doom. If you want to do Doctor Doom, you gotta introduce Fantastic Four. And it has I to know, be Fantastic Four first. So that will. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I'm afraid of is they're gonna do what they did with maybe. Like Thor, where they introduce like Loki, and then like see if like people react to him, and then okay, we followed. He's part of the, the bigger story, mm-hmm. and then well, I mean everything we everything right now is just basically speculation from all of us. But also it comes with us having sat through a decade worth of Marvel movies, yeah, and speculating on those too. But I know how about you, Mr. Coffee? What are you looking forward to? It sounds like every everything from Marvel Phase Four is like a here we go again sort of thing, mm-hmm. but. 
I'm like Tom and you, I think I'm actually kind of interested in Shang-Chi because I'd like to see how Tony Liu would play the new, the real Mandarin this time. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, but it should be interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, you know, Aquafina, of course, you know, I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> typical comedy relief, love interest kind of character. Yeah, I, I hope she drops her fucking fake accent for that one. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't talk like that in real life. It's an affected accent. Of yeah, course, of, of course. course. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's Tony Leung apparently. And the Black Widow, I want to see how David Harbour might actually perform. Maybe he'll actually Red lose Guardian. weight for this role. <laughs> yes, he, he'll, have, he'll have to anyway. Yes. <laughs> he'll have to. Look, David Harbour, I love you. I thought you... You love him in Stranger Things. Yeah. You, and but you, you fucked up Hellboy. You tried yeah. your best, but my God, man, you should have quit smoking before you took on that role. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> it was... No, <laughs> everyone can see you. You're not in a favorable light. Yes, <laughs> I wasn't even a strong fat. I love yeah. how fucking eccentric Tom is fat shaming David Harbour. I'm not fat shaming. I'm just saying, like, your superhero look like one. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. look, 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 if a 60 year old man play the looks in better shape, then you're doing one. something wrong. If a 55 year old man, I don't know. Look at Okay, so, okay. Besides Shang Chi, anything else you wanna? Uh, I think that's... A, I mean, I guess there's actually Thor, Love and Thunder, which, again, Taika Waititi is coming back to direct. Uh, I trust Taika Jane Waititi Foster. enough to watch it, even though I know that uh, Lady Thor got very lukewarm responses at yeah, best. Yeah, it didn't really catch on as much as, I think, Marvel hoped for. I mean, for. I love the concept, but I think the execution was a little bit clumsy. Do you think they're going to do a cancel storyline? Uh... I'm not sure if they're going to do the cancer storyline. I don't line, think so. But think they're probably going to go to the bit where maybe Thor is unworthy with a hammer again. No, no what makes Jane Foster worthy to, to, to well, wield Mjolnir? I guess Taika Waititi will have to come up with something. Well, yeah. no, because I sure. think now that um, Thor has Stormbreak, he doesn't need Mjolnir anymore. And uh, Stormbreaker doesn't have like the restriction of being worthy. It's just a big fucking No, no but I'm talking about like Thor. No, no, you still need to be worthy to wield Mjolnir. Well... Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about Stormbreak. Like, so he's got Stormbreaker, so he can like. Uh, no, but I'm talking about like Natalie Portman is gonna be if she's gonna be Lady Thor, she has to wield Mjolnir. I know, but yeah. remember, Mjolnir doesn't technically exist anymore. So how do you wanna get Mjolnir? It has to be reformed. I, I don't know. Yes, I guess they have a time machine. You can go back to the day where he dropped it <laughs> or whatever. That uh, that dwarf played by uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I think yeah. he's still around. So yeah, guess can make. So Natalie Portman has to be. Introduce the information that this dwarf exists on this star <laughs> out there, and she has to go there and convince him to make a second Mjolnir for her to be worthy. I think, <laughs> I think it's gonna be. Valkyrie I don't know how he's gonna, gonna try and convince out. her. Yes. Yeah. Because oh. apparently the plot is gonna be that Valkyrie is in search for her queen, but she's still king of Asgard. Okay. So we're gonna have, I guess, some uh, lesbian uh, uh, romance going on. You think so? Yeah. I yeah, think that's sure. what they're insinuating. <laughs> hmm. Because like that, I think it's officially canon that she's bisexual in the uh, in Valkyrie MCU yeah in MCU yeah but uh, Jane Forster isn't so I don't know how oh, that's hey, gonna work know, out she hasn't uh, met Valkyrie yet uh, <laughs> I don't know it's, if, if they're gonna do that then like but then the thing is she's already dis- developed such a, she's already developed a big relationship with Thor but apparently it's over I don't know we it's pure speculation and Whatever Taika Waititi wants to do, I'll be there to watch because I mean, yeah. Yeah. the man has we my did, support. We did enjoy Ragnarok when it first released. I mean, you know the ca- action comedy tone. I think yeah, nice. he can definitely handle big dumb fun, but also at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is just me putting on the, the nerd hat and like, eh, I don't know how they're gonna figure this out. But then again, you know, 
who knows, Taco YTT might just knock it out of the park. So, um, yeah, um, I'll just see. I'll, 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 I think we should revisit this once a trailer drops and see. Yeah, what once we have a trailer, then we'll have a better idea. It's a long, long way away. It's so. 2021. We're talking about a movie that practically hasn't, probably doesn't even have a spec script yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it has a spec Not script. That. I think it's like in like the first draft. Probably really? first draft. Yeah, because yeah, Watiti's still doing his what we do in the shadows TV series, which is fun to watch. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he has, and he's got his not uh, Hitler movie coming out as well. Oh yeah, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, that looks fun. <laughs> yeah, where he plays Hitler. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I know for me it's like, I know they definitely. I mean, for me, uh, what I'm really paying attention to is like when are you gonna introduce the mutant? Because this whole Fox Disney buyover thing has been nothing but making the news over the past few months, and I was expecting some sort of announcements about that during Comic-Con especially during Comic-Con especially yeah. after the Endgame and they it just confirmed f- it yeah but there are no dates not only are there no dates there's no actual official uh, I don't know they don't have logos we don't nope. have any Fantastic Four <laughs> logos up there on that Excel spreadsheet and uh, well I mean I am interested in what they're gonna do with Blade now yeah mm-hmm. but I'm also same thing it's like okay so how are we gonna introduce vampires into this world which you know I mean there's so many things you need to establish and it also kind of feels like like to me when I was watching the Marvel panel it felt like we're gonna do nothing but test uh, screenings or uh, it's like I don't know what like a test this screening this is focus group stuff yeah much. this is pure focus group we're gonna show these people these potential actors we're gonna show you some brands we're gonna show you some logos and we just wanna see what you, how you react and based on real reaction we're gonna like determine the direction for this. Because... Like, remember how Inhumans was meant to be a movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the less said about that, the better. The less yeah. said about that, the better. <laughs> so it's like, yep, you know, Marvel isn't totally bulletproof. Okay, no. let's be super honest about it. But also at the same time, I don't know. I mean, as a comics hit, I'm definitely interested. I mean, yeah, that's the. We have to submit to the genius that is the Disney marketing machine. It's like, yeah, you know, you know exactly what to say to guys like me also to get me still interested. Yeah, hey, because... they didn't get to the point of uh, entertainment overlords by not knowing what they're doing. Yeah, there you go. And the thing is, despite all the Marvel burnout, is like, I still have some hope for maybe something original or but interesting. Look, I think they're burnout proof. Like, Aladdin made a billion dollars. Lion King is doing stupid amounts of money, even though it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Like, they... They just know how to do it enough to make everyone come in like a beating little sheep and watch things. They're very slick at repackaging old goods. Basically. Oh yeah. yeah, even yeah. when it's not there. I mean, there, it's fast food right now. Yeah, it's like I don't go into Marvel movies expecting high art, but then. Hey, I'm, shit! I like fast food now and then, but yeah. too much of it can kill you. I know. Yes. I mean, like for me, it's like um, the 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 hook that what the the thing that just really traps me is like once in a while they they drop an Infinity War and like my god they can if they try. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then every, and the thing is, I didn't need to sit to nine other movies to get to this point. Sure, uh, but okay, you know what? I mean, actually, we, what do you guys think about the other piece of news they mentioned—the Disney Plus stream service with the MCU TV noise. shows? It's not gonna last. I'm gonna call it. We'll it's not see. gonna last as long as you think it is. They're putting a lot yeah. of money into it because yeah. you know Daniel Brühl isn't that cheap. Uh, they got well, Anthony Mackie is slightly less cheap than he used to be because like, he's got some name um, brand. And I don't now. think Tom Hiddleston is cheap. You know, no, no, Hamilton is not cheap. Yeah. Mm. But, I, mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably get the trial version and have a look. And if uh, I like it enough, I'll get it. 
I think probably the only one among this list is because uh, you got Falcon, Loki, WandaVision. Yeah, the but we're talking about MCU shows that are not even, they don't even exist yet. Yeah. yeah like, yet, even like, compared to something like Netflix, where it's like, hey, we have all these Indiana Jones movies you love. We have all this other shit you love. It's like, they have close encounters of third kind right now. There you go. So it's yeah. like, you, you, at least you know with Netflix, there is a steady library that is uh, curated. Yeah. And, yeah, we do lose some classics along the way, but once in a while, you know. And some new original stuff. Like, Tukum Party didn't get renewed. I was fucking pissed off. Yeah, was what so the hell was up with Netflix? Why did you make that decision? No, it, you can't blame Netflix. It's the numbers. Yeah. N- nobody nobody came out in droves to watch it. I mean, they pushed it fairly hard if you would watch Bojack Horseman, but I guess, yeah. That wasn't enough. No. That's, that's I mean, a shame. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the problem with, you know, <laughs> media in general is like, it's the audience. There is no audience yeah. for it. Like, yeah. Hey, you know, some movies are fucking amazing, but nobody watched it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that happens. Uh, but well, we'll see. Because, I mean, at least with, like, like, I know this is something that definitely deserves a bigger conversation. And I think we should probably do an entire episode dedicated to streaming services. Yeah, when the bubble is, when yeah. is it going to burst? It's but not a matter is, of whether it will. It's yeah. not even just a bubble, but also at the same time, it's... Um, there's definitely a lot of research that needs to be done of the economics behind it, of the productions behind it, of like, you know, what yeah. budgets are and how. Yeah. Definitely, we can't just, I mean, I'm not going to just paper over this, but I would say this, right? Uh, just looking at the math, mm. I would say Disney, this might not take off. I don't know. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, all you have is <laughs> Disney movies, Star Wars, and all these like superhero movies, right? Okay. And the thing is, nobody watches that on Netflix. They watch it, they don't purchase Netflix subscriptions to watch Avengers Endgame. They purchase Netflix subscriptions to watch Stranger Things. And to rewatch The Office for the 50th time. Which is going to be taken away because... Because NBC have their yeah. own streaming service now. And that's going to fucking fail really hard. I don't know. Because the thing is, when I look at the NBC streaming service, is when I was mm-hmm. looking at... Remember when they took Community and they put it on the Yahoo streaming service? Oh, yeah, that lasted for like a year, know, right? It was like service. one year. and it's, it You didn't already. even know. And the thing is, right, the Community, that was one of the best seasons of Community and nobody yeah. saw it. Yeah, despite so, the promotional push, no one saw it. Which is I don't know. Sad. Like, to me, Disney feels like it's the purgatory for all of these great things. And... Uh, yeah, you know what? Let me do more so research. So you'll give it like a year before they cancel I'm, the I'm not even saying we're going to give it a year. It, they're definitely going to throw money at this and they're going to try their best to make this well, take like, off. Remember that the uh, Netflix Marvel series was dead in the water for quite a while and it's still sat around, what, four years? Yeah, but, I'm, years? but I'm saying like nobody bought a Netflix subscription for that. People yeah. watch it to watch. They want to watch Stranger Things. They want to watch all these comedy specials that people, like, you know, convenience put out. They want to watch all this other shit. They want to watch Queer Eye. Whereas if you're just going to show us, like, it's just superhero movies and these five, well, maybe what, Falcon, Loki, WandaVision, Hawkeye. What and, if and Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah, like, okay, you got these six new ideas and if they don't take off, if it yeah. becomes like a swamp thing where each one of these shows, yeah, they look amazing, yeah, but nobody bought the subscriptions. And it just tanks, you know. It's like yeah, they're so gonna be in trouble. We have man. to really do the math on this, and we really need. I mean, this is this. We can't really speculate. We, we'll definitely, maybe we're gonna do some research. We're gonna do a proper entire episode where we just bitch about streaming services. Like yeah, we got like a couple. I, I think it might because it's going to be attached as an additional thing for Hulu. So at least for mm. US audiences, it's something where it's like just a little bit extra, mm. and then you get access to it. So you I have think a point there, yeah. That's where it will survive. It's how they're gonna sell it to 
outside the US where it's going to be a bit tricky because I don't think Hulu is available in Asia. Not properly yet. Yeah. No, 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 no. We need no, a no. VPN for that. They've been so. teasing it for God knows how long. And I don't think it's available in Europe either. Or maybe in a very limited version. So it's going to be like how it's pushed. Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, that's, that's, that's why I want to. I think I, I think we need to do a, an entire episode just discussing this because we haven't even talked about territorial rights or like region yeah. locking. Because the reason yeah. why Marvel works oh is my because God, China region exists. locking. Jesus. Yes. How are they going to sell a subscription service to China? And China is really stringent about what they allow on the internet. Then. Oh, yeah. yes. You know what I mean? Oh, hey, Chinese listeners, Chama Square 1989. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy anniversary? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's the history nerd. He has to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of DC, <laughs> uh, DC. Yeah, sure. Uh, Doom Patrol new season, Titans new season. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to it. What? Young Justice Young, season, season two. No. Young <laughs> Justice no. season four. Yes. Okay. That's, no, that's, that's me that's being true. sarcastic. Yeah. Young <laughs> Justice season four. Fuck yes. yes. <laughs> I've been waiting so long for this because yeah. to me, Young Justice is the direct descendant of the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. It is definitely superhero uh, told well from the younger perspective. Mm. And I would say like, why even renew Titans? You have the best version of it animated yes. right now. <laughs> like, fuck Titans. Watch Young yeah. Justice. And the thing is... an animated movie of Titans is coming out soon. And yeah. it's uh, uh, Titans, Titans Go versus, versus original Teen Titans. That's fine. I, yeah. like that. okay, I like that. I like that idea because fun, it's a fun I yeah. love. Uh, what was it? Turtles. That when Titans they... go the movie, right? Was yeah. Titans go to the movies was yeah. an amazing movie. Dude, it was fun. Best a Stanley cameo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, <laughs> for sure. It's like <laughs> I don't care. I'm Stanley. I'll cameo in anything. <laughs> no, no. Uh, wait, what was I talking about? Uh, uh, Batman versus Ninja Turtles, right? No, no, no. It was there was this Ninja Turtles one-off which united all the different universes. Oh right, Turtles Forever. Turtles, Turtles Forever. Forever. Oh man, if you're a Turtles fan and you haven't seen it, you owe yourself nothing but a huge favor. Yes. Find it. Somebody probably posted it on YouTube, which is it's brilliant when the new Turtles meet the 80s turtles and they're like these guys are such wimps and losers they're so lame <laughs> and then they meet the old school 80s comic book black and white I'm turtles. scared that <laughs> I'm was scared funny that was a funny scene Raphael that was my ass f- kicked me when Raphael meets the other Raphael man this guy's a hard ass <laughs> <laughs> why do you have different color what bandanas that's yes. so lame <laughs> and they're all speaking a raspy you know raspy it's voice it's the 80s <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, but you know what, Young Justice season four. I love me season one, season two. I love the relationships. More yeah, like yeah. this is. Did you enjoy me. season three though? Season three was actually really good. Season the outsiders, they call it. Pretty good, I would yeah. say. I mean, uh, have you seen Young Justice yet? No. You will love it. You will love it because it is exactly what you expect. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you call? It? It's like good teen drama. Good teen drama with action with and a convolute and a long plot. Yeah. Overarching plot. You've got your Ravens, you've got your Robins, you've got... Oh, so it's actually the Titans group. It's Yeah, it's, yeah. It's you also got Miss Martian, you've got the new Green Arrow and so a few it's like, Ooh, okay. So uh, it's basically all the sidekicks but with serious, well-done stories and amazing performances and characters. Alright. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely... I am championing Young Justice give for it more. A watch. It's on Netflix. Season 1 and 2 is available. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, on, it's on Netflix. Okay. Watch it. You will love it. Well, I know <laughs> I'm doing our work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, doing your off time, sir. Yes, off no, time. I absolutely <laughs> do need to pay attention to what I'm doing at work. Anyway, and speaking of animated, Harley Quinn, what do you guys think? It looks cute and fun. Yeah, it looks chirpy, happy, yeah, with R-rated sensibilities. I actually quite like uh, the way Kili Kroko is doing the voice. Hmm. I don't know. Um, actually, for a second, I thought it was Eliza Dushku. But yeah, when I saw the names and everything, oh, okay, that's her from Big Bang Theory. 
could work, you know, like the cynical Harley Quinn after she broke up the Joker and do her own thing with other supervillains. That could be a nice wild ride. And this you is know? definitely, you know, a bold take because we have the Joker just nonchalantly shooting a henchman mm. for the hell of it. Well, they did in Batman United. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, gun, bang. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because... <laughs> <laughs> and this version of Joker, I believe, is voiced by Alan Tudyk, so that could oh, be cool. Alan Tudyk? Yeah. Yes, All yes. right. You know what? It, whenever you mention anybody from the Firefly cast, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So All for it. Uh, Batman? I don't think uh, he's Batman, involved. Batman, I'm not sure. I have to take a look. He's Kevin a... Conroy, why not? <laughs> of course. Nah, he's officially retired now. Okay. Still best Batman, hands down. Yes. Yeah, no, Batman is in it because there's a bit at the end where I wouldn't mind, you know what could be perfect also? Who did uh, for Brave and the Bolt? Uh, Diedrich Bader. Uh, Diedrich Bader, yes. He would be a good addition to this cast. Yeah, I think he has... From what I see in the trailer, he looks like a disapproving dad of a teenage girl. Which <laughs> I think is a great way to write Batman. Which is it, does, it does have that like a sharper edge look. I mean, it's like a sharp version of uh, Brave and the Bolt cartoon mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, It looked like that, but of course with the R rating. <laughs> Slightly edgier. Where's this gonna be put on? It's gonna be on the DC streaming service. Apparently, the first episode, uh, a lot of people have reviewed it, and the rest of it probably on the DC network, the DC (laughs) streaming show. Uh, Anybody got a subscription to that? Is it available here in Asia? Nope. (laughs) Torrent it is. Shh. (laughs) I mean, perfectly legal access. I have this amazing machine that that streams me Swamp Thing. We can use that. (laughs) Okay, we can do that. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, uh, and speaking of more DC stuff. Arrowverse? Anybody? <laughs> I watched uh, I don't know, half dude. of the first season and I thought, okay, this is too teenaxy for me. I'm done. <laughs> and that was when I was 21. I think I stopped after season 3 for each of these. It's like, when I want to try to come back to this, it's like, there's an Elseworld, there's Crisis on Finite Earth, there's like a little subplot going on. Oh yeah, they're doing that now, And then this. They? Yes, they are. They should have saved that for the movies, that. and they didn't. Yeah, but hey, yeah. Brandon Roo's coming back as Superman. Yeah. Sure, good for him. Because at least DC has the balls to do multiverses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For at least the, CZ, the CW side of things. They can do that. Yeah. Oh, true that. I mean, it'd be cool if fucking Henry Cavill just pops around for, for no reason. <laughs> that would be interesting. I'm from Earth 50, 52. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing wrong with my face. Stop looking at it. Oh, gosh. And, uh, eh, I don't know. Uh, for me, like, the DC... TV shows like I mean they knock it out of the park when it comes to being a little bit more creative with the character choices and yeah, with the plot sure. lines mm-hmm. but also at the same time you see the TV, the TV budget and you see certain limitations well it's a CW I mean they've got money but not money money true that I mean I did kind of I mean I did fanboy a little bit when they did Legends of Tomorrow yeah, like, oh, oh look at oh, fucking Captain Cold. Nobody cares. About, sure, you know <laughs> Captain Cold, Heat Wave, yeah, like, D tier people. <laughs> when you talk about Z list characters, <laughs> like really? Oh, well, hey, they cheat. Yeah, and then uh, every once in a while, hey, Gorilla Grodd. Okay, we got <laughs> and King Shark. King Don't Shark. King Shark. They, they pulled him off, and I was like, I'm all for this, and I'm yeah. I'm all for the fact that at least they managed to uh, ach- like the dark gritty start with the Arrow TV series. Where they're just basically trying to make him kind of like Batman. Yeah. Arrows, very yeah. like bl- bland and like uninspired. Which is why I stopped watching it. Yeah. But then when they did The Flash, which was kind of fun and goofy. And then like they got even goofier. And then they realized like just relish in these characters and just how absurd things can get. And, and then Supergirl, Supergirl, Supergirl came in and then it just um, amped up the whole meta I really like thing going on. <laughs> yes. It's I not mean, bad. I if I had time to watch the rest of the seasons, I would. It's really it's not bad. Yeah, but I gotta watch all this other shit. <laughs> yeah, just to keep track, you know. Oh man, it's a lot of homework. I don't know, but yeah. okay. So, um, any news on uh, 
Robert Pattinson Batman? No. no. Any no, news on uh, what they're gonna do with the Superman or the JLE franchise, or is there gonna be an Aquaman? Nope. Nope. Nothing. Is there gonna that. be a cinematic universe with these characters at all? Is Henry Cavill coming back? Is yeah. oh, Ben Affleck isn't coming back? Well, I, think he, I think I think Henry Cavill was busy with The Witcher panel in the same. Although I have to say. Area. I am cautiously optimistic about The Witcher. I'm a, that's exactly how I would describe it. I'm that's cautiously optimistic. Because, I mean, the still pictures were eh, but then in motion, he actually looks pretty good. And then when he does the weird eye thing, I was like, okay, they're putting some special effects behind it. But we haven't seen any creatures yet, so that's what I'm no, really curious the about. I want to see the look, creatures. Yeah, Look good. They've definitely invested in good extra work. I want to see an Arch Griffin. I want to mm-hmm. see fucking a Water Hag. I want to see... You know what? Even the vampire subplots, you know, the blood and wine like DLC. Oh, vamp- oh yeah, yeah. Those do. vampires look kick-ass, actually. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with this, but from what I understand, like the Witcher TV series is gonna be close to the books, less to the games, yeah. right? So I don't think we're gonna see Triss Merigold because I think she's a game exclusive, right? Was she even? I in think the so. Books? I think they are because they have um, Siri and Yennefer. Yeah, those it. two. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, then, we'll, we'll see. Because the thing is, if you're a fan of the games, uh, I'm pretty sure some of you have picked up the books. And if you're a fan of the books and you want to ex- see more of the lore, then I guess this TV show, hopefully they hit it out of the park. But I don't know. I mean, like... Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of the games. And I think, hands down, Witcher 3, best uh, Western RPG all time. Yep. Until mm-hmm. something else usurps that. Until Cyberpunk, which I'm a bit nervous about. Or oh, yeah. maybe The Outer Worlds. Maybe. Or maybe. Yeah. Outer, well, yeah. Outer Worlds is coming out soon. I think I'll be fine. It's going to be a good Obsidian game. Mm. Well, we'll see. But also at the same time, I, I think nobody asked for a Witcher TV show. And then when they did say they're going to do it, okay, we're, we're pleasantly surprised. When they cast Henry Cavill, everybody was like, wrong choice, hands down. But... I don't know the guy's got chops maybe he can pull it off and we'll yeah. see so yeah cautiously optimistic from me I mean he does have some range like, he... I love him in Man From Uncle yeah, I love him in yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible yeah. yeah I liked him in the Tudors <laughs> yeah well shit he was great in Fallout when he reloaded his arms <laughs> oh my god that was yeah the, the fighting and everything so we'll yeah. see I don't know I'm curious but yeah I mean I don't know uh, DC did not really do much of a showing I mean they were pushing more of their TV stuff and because they do have their own streaming uh, service out now so we'll see what goes on with that yeah, but yeah the uh, most of the movie lineup was conspicuously absent speaking of conspicuously absent you wanna do it? oh yeah here we yes. go so uh, <laughs> uh, David and David Ben Affleck and Weiss um, where were you guys? Uh, why was there no Game of Thrones panel? Huh? Uh, they were uh, <laughs> Guess uh, you didn't want to be pelted with rotten eggs and uh, cabbages, <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, man. They <laughs> have Star Wars money. They don't give a shit why. This is what's going to happen. You, if they did if they did come down to Comic-Con just to apologize, explain, or just maybe just have a statement, right? Imagine the... In- some neckbeard with a suicide vest. No, no, no. It'll, it'll be the entire hall just shouting, Shame. 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 <laughs> oh my God. I would have watched that. <laughs> it's like yeah. they, they just needed to go out there naked, <laughs> do it properly, you know? and get that guy who said, "I'm a Lannister, suck me off." <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay. That would have been perfect. That would have, that's how you kept off Capricorn. It was like literally after all this happy feel good shit at the end. Okay, you guys asked for it. Here we go. <laughs> and then we just wheeled them out. <laughs> and everybody just booing and hissing. And we decapitate one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Uh, David? <laughs> Go David. Which one's the more talkative one? Daniel, I think. So we kill the other one and then we kill the other one. There you go. 
Okay, justice has been served. <laughs> Wait, who else was uh, conspicuously absent from Comic Con? Uh, Comic book announcements, I guess. There you yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, to be a- fair, there was actually some big news about the X Men relaunch for the books and everything. What are Helmed thoughts? by one Jonathan Hickman. I think I think you guys have read the Shield before, right? Shield. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. So that guy is basically chairing the X Men books starting November, I believe. So you got like um, yeah, X Men of course, Excalibur, Marauders, X Force, and the New Mutants as well. So. The new mutants. No one cares. <laughs> uh, new are mutants, they the ones yes. to do like the more like going into limbo shit? No, uh, really. no, 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 no. No, wait, wait. This new mutants, I think, is being led by magic, so there could be some yeah, hell shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, because yeah, so literally I was stuck in like the weird uh, Eldritch Cosmos for God knows how long. Hmm. Yeah, most likely they're gonna tackle that eventually, and they even brought back Cipher and a few other the new mutants. Wolfsbane and Moonchild and a few others. Those they should bring back Morph. Morph! <laughs> Morph, yeah. Oh, Nobody cares thing. about Morph. Yeah. Uh, okay, but I don't know. My thoughts for the comic books. Well, yeah, it's nice to know there's actual comic book <laughs> announcements at Comic-Con. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this actually might get me to start reading like actual like uh, issues when they're published rather than just getting collections afterwards. Yeah, I guess so, but I don't know what they're going to do with these stories and I don't know where you can take the X-Men now and seeing as how it's like I mean, this is post-buyout. No, I'm not even saying post-buyout because it's like licenses have now returned to their mm. proper owners. So certain books can finally be relaunched, which is why you can see stuff like X-Force and all this. But I mean, uh, I mean, Fox as an entity doesn't exist anymore. What yeah. other properties are still out in the ether? If I... Probably just Spider-Man, right? Only Spider-Man is the one yeah, still co- uh, co-signed. Te- technically, Hulk. Technically, Universal co-own him. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, but I don't think yeah. <laughs> nobody's championing for a also, Hulk movie. Also, I think uh, Namor is in also kind of like ownership hell. Yeah, true that. You really want a Namor anything? I want right? Namor. <laughs> I want angry Aquaman who can fly with tiny little fucking wings on his Serious feet. Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, for me, when it comes to the X-Men stories, it's... I mean, I'm on... I'm a huge X-Men fan. Love them. Love the t- animated TV show. And I love the films. It's most of them. I mean, X2 is probably one of my favorites. Uh, and the Days Chris Claremont run as well. Mm. You know, Dark Phoenix, God Love, Man Kills. A lot of them, yeah. Like, you have a lot to live up to, guys. Yes. But also at the same time, um, when it comes to the comics, right? I mean, comic books, unfortunately, and this is coming from an actual sweaty myself, right? I mean, I'm not buying into it as often as I much. And I'm, it's... It's just not happening. Comic books are going through a severe decline right now. Yeah. Like, no matter what hype or marketing, or no matter how many MCU films you, you shit out, right? Nobody's buying Captain Marvel books. Nobody's buying fucking Iron Man books. It's just... Yeah, because, like, they try to do the big digital push, but it's not quite the same. Because yeah. you can't talk about it apart from angry internet forums. No, but and not there just... was that whole diversity push for heroes. Like, they're just changing up heroes for the sake of changing yeah, it. So it's like, for a lot of us, it's like, story. you're just trying to resell us the same characters, but with the new color paint, which we find cynically unnecessary. Mm. But also at the same time, the fact that they're going digital means, I mean, uh, if you're going to be very broad about it, right? The problem with comic books now is that they're not comic books anymore. Yeah. Nobody buying trade paperbacks. Nobody buy. Nobody's buying omnibuses or collected volumes anymore. It's a digital thing now, and yeah. it's like the that lack of physicality makes it so much more disposable. Because it's like back in the day, like you needed to buy the Spawn number one because once the 
it what? runs out, then it's yeah. Once it's out of print, it, no, but you can't find it anywhere. Because of the treasure, whereas nowadays, yeah. like it's just there forever. But even if you buy, you could just like get a PDF from the right places if you know it. <laughs> yeah, true that too. I mean, I'm, we're not gonna point the fingers at piracy. We're not gonna point the fingers at. It's just that it's a new era, and I want to see what they do. I mean, you really need to push boundaries, and you really need to. S- like push the limits of what the medium does and the thing is the legends are still around I mean Grant Morrison is still out there Alan Moore is still out there Warren Ellis is still around Garth Ellis really. is still around Garth Ellis yeah. is still I would around. love to see like give Garth Ennis the X-Men franchise because we're gonna be talking <laughs> a, a lot of Garth Ennis later <laughs> yeah. hold on Last King fans we're gonna get to it let's just go through this. I'm not sure I want Garth <laughs> Ennis anywhere near that oh but you do. <laughs> but you do. That's you should check not. out his Punisher run. It's very... His Punisher run is amazing. It's entertaining. <laughs> yes, it's entertaining. I mean, no. but also at the same time, this is the guy who gave us Sarah, one of the most compelling female-led comics of all time. You know? I mean, he when he goes smart, he goes fucking smart. But when he fucking let, cuts loose... <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't hold punches. That's just uh, he He's a man who deals in extremes. He's a man who was born from extremes. So, and also you have to understand, he was never raised on Western comics. This is a guy who is hardcore English comics. We're talking 2080, Judge Dredd, fucked up shit since he was a kid. Oh yeah. So it's like, and probably some war comics or two that's pretty famous in the UK. I think Battle. Battle was the biggest battle, one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the legendary Battle. I love me some Battle. <laughs> But it's very hard to read the accent. I have no idea what they're saying sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's supposed to be Scottish. <laughs> anyway, uh, but at the same time, um, X-Men is definitely something that I was hoping to last forever. And I mean, in, in terms of in comic form. Yeah. And the thing is, eyeballs are elsewhere. There is, I mean, we're not doing enough to raise a new generation of sweaties. Or a new generation of comic book fans. I'm pretty sure there's probably like for every ten people who watch a Marvel film, zero point one might pick up a yeah. comic book. After I know. I think also like the issue one is that out of a hundred. It is very very difficult to get into comics as it is. Yeah, it's quite because there's no real entry point, and there are. I'm not saying it's everyone, but there's still plenty of like gatekeeping fucks who will like kind of like say, "Oh, you can't get into this because you didn't read this part." And it's like, well where do you begin well, then you ignore those motherfuckers and you talk to your friends at the last king we'll tell you exactly where to start yeah <laughs> we, we got the info we got right. you <laughs> what do you need to know we'll help you out okay uh, you, wanna, you, wanna, you wanna really get started with X-Men giant size X-Men it's out there on Comixology start from there okay everything that happened in the 60s is fun because every one of them is a single serving issue but if you're talking about overarching story arcs, right, you start from there, then you do Days of Future Past, then you do the Dark Phoenix uh, storyline, which have all been wonderfully collected for you in bundle packets on uh, fucking Comixology. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and also at the same time, like, you know, ignore the gatekeepers, fuck them. Okay, fuck those sweaties. Fuck them. Real sweaties yeah. will help you out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and also, I don't know, um, I mean, the only other news is basically Russo Brothers to tackle Gacha Man. As an Asian man, don't fuck this up. <laughs> and for non-Asians who are listening to this, uh, first off, hello. <laughs> Secondly, uh, just watch a trailer for Gatchaman, the 60s version. Watch a trailer for Gatchaman, anything. Okay, hands down. One of yeah, the most even the 2013 live action in Japan. Not, not true. The thing is, is like if you grew up on it or if you know about it. Basically, think Power Rangers, but birds. Yeah. I mean, Power Rangers were ninjas once, then they were like animals once. They just, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's actually it's all, yeah, it's always five. It's always three dudes and two girls. Mm-hmm. They they don't have a, a little kid though. Ah, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, 
Uh, okay, tell you what. For all you uh, white people out there, it's like what inf- what influenced Voltron. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to say. Okay, this is the OG <laughs> uh, team uh, setup uh, ma- manga slash anime. It's called Battle of the Planets over there in the West. Okay, I'm sure you've heard of in it. In its censored form. I'm sure your elder brother, your dad, will be like, of course I know what this is. Okay, uh, but I would say, I don't know. I mean, the fact that there's so little comic book news coming out of Comic Con of all places. Well, this has been the like the discussion for the last God knows how many years. I think the last five, actually. I think this, ever since Phantom Menace, uh, SDCC has not been about the comics. Ever, yeah. So since 97. Probably. I mean, we wouldn't say ever since SDCC. Because this used to be just a convention for people to trade and sell and buy. Yeah. It was basically for the forum guys to just go in and talk to each other. But seeing as how now it's just... It's basically my... Uh, I don't know, the parable would be like, you know how Bur- Burning Man fucking sold out now? It's sold oh, out in the second year. right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, or like how Coachella became uh, it's, it's, a corporate nightmare in the second year onwards. Exactly. And the thing is, uh, we let this happen, so Yeah. Shit. So even Tomorrowland's mm. becoming fucking corporate as hell. There you go. I mean, all of this, you know, money makes the world go around. And yeah. unfortunately, when big money arrives, big money pushes everybody out. Big yeah. sponsors, big everything. You yep. can't need to pee up. You gotta pay guys. for shit. Uh, but you know what? There's always your local conventions. Okay, so go ahead and support <laughs> Dragon Con, Wizard Con, all these other actual cons, which is not trying to con you. Yeah. Uh, there you go. But you know, find your local uh, get together. There are hundreds of them in the states, and over here in Asia, what do we have? Not enough. Yeah. I mean, if we could have one in Singapore, the convention it's scene truly... is very lackluster here. Yeah, but over here is also a different set of problems because it comes to space rental. Oh, yeah, uh, that's but true. the it's... scene itself is not big. Uh, yeah. I know Manila and uh, Malaysia do they do have some good cons to go to. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. No, no, I mean, in, in Singapore, very few sweaties. Mm. <laughs> I've met all of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not enough. Uh, okay, so there you go. That's been our... Uh... Wait, did we talk about the Star Trek uh, Picard? Fuck that. No. Fuck okay. that. <laughs> okay. I don't like Discovery and when I saw Picard like this is just them shoehorning in hey remember this thing from the past that you all really love now he's in here you can't hate this show anymore fuck you I'm gonna eat my words the Orville is better now <laughs> oh yes <laughs> the Star Trek fan on the last game podcast is admitting that oh my god the Orville does it better fuck. somewhere McFarlane is jacking off to those words <laughs> he's jacking off to other things too yeah. <laughs> he's jacking off to the sound of his own voice as he's rolling in that family guy money yeah? mm. five different voices five different voices ugh Okay. Hey, shit, if I could make that much money after just talking to myself for uh, 10 years, I'd actually do that too. <laughs> yes. That's why we have a podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> Although, he actually gets paid to do it. We're Soon! It. <laughs> hey, if you want to support your, the Last Game podcast, give us money. We need to keep the lights on, okay? Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, overarching amounts of money, let's go for it. <laughs> so you want to talk about the boys? Uh, in our main segment. Oh, yes. boy. So after prove- all that cynicism, after all that speculation, after all of that, uh comic books are not the same. Uh, let's superheroes. hear some joy for a bit. Let's yeah, yeah let's joy. see the ray of light shining in now, this dark hope <laughs> area. Yes. And is totally kicking people in the balls. We'll start by saying I've not yet seen this season because I've literally had no time. So, um, gentlemen, please keep it as uh, spoiler free as possible. Totally, we will. Use this as like a sales pitch to me. Why should I watch the boys? Because you love preacher. Yes, okay. And right, I'm sold already, but let's <laughs> pretend I'm not yet. <laughs> okay, so if you want 
probably one of the best deconstructions of the superhero mythos and also at the same time one of the best adaptations of one of the best deconstructions of the superhero mythos and you love your uh, humor uh, fucking politically incorrect if you love yourself some rape and if you love yourself some unnecessary violence oh boy (laughs) well well rendered violence that's what I forget I mean like hey Game of Thrones people there's enough ass here for you (laughs) if you're missing some of that sex position oh god we're pushing we're pushing boundaries here So the boys, uh, based off Garth Ennis' legendary and very mean-spirited uh, comic book run, which came out in 2013 or I think around yeah, that, around that time. I think around, around that, that time, time yeah. you know. And this is uh, probably a man at peak bitterness, <laughs> <laughs> I would say. After uh, being told to go fuck himself by DC, probably. No, he had to go all the way to fucking Wildstorm to go and put this out. So Do this they came even out. Doesn't exist anymore. I don't think what so. Wildstorm? Does it? No, the comic exists now. It's still going on. No, Warren Ellis Jim is writing Lee's, it. Uh, brand, Wildstorm uh, publishing. Not the brand, just the superhero affiliation. Wildstorm. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I could, I'm not too sure whether it still exists, but I'm pretty sure it's probably. I mean, shit, has gone now, so. Yeah, yeah. everything has just been absorbed by DC as one yeah. big brand now. But so, uh, for all of you do who do know what the boys is about, I think uh, what you all want to hear, especially from your friends here at the Last King, is what are our thoughts. And I would say, um, I really like this show. <laughs> and I think they did a very, very exceptional uh, job at adapt- I would say, yeah, adapting, adapting it. it. Yes. This is not panel for panel, a la, say, something like Watchmen, where it's definitely somebody... It, it, like, Watchmen definitely feels like fan fiction most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically somebody who really likes what he saw on the pages and try to bring it to life on the big screen. Whereas this feels like, okay... Uh, I love the essence. I love the themes and I love what it is they wanted to tackle in the books. And how do I make it something that is, I would say, I wouldn't say topical, but updated. Especially updated. in this current politi- uh, political climate. This social political climate, this show makes so much sense because when you see the anti-Disney stuff in it, yes. the anti-corporation stuff in it, you know. Which is bold by an Amazon Prime show. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> you think you got money, Disney? Dude, Jeff Bezos, richest man in the world, now I'm going to be divided by half. Thank you, divorce. Why not? He's already made his money back. <laughs> He's already made his money back. Oh, He's okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. So, what you're saying is that um, you would say that this is made by someone who actually read the comics as opposed to just saw the pictures. Yep. This is definitely somebody who loves the boys, and he thought, "How do I bring this to TV within the limitations of TV?" Because and there's just how do you actually tell a story without doing it panel by panel? Just yep. change up a lot. Just change up some things that make sense, which say, the yeah. TV show did. I yeah. mean, the the best thing about the TV adaptation is that it streamlined a lot of things because oh, yes. they totally yeah. removed certain elements from the books. So for those of you out there, for the sweaties out there who needs everything to be an exact representation, stop. It's like, if <laughs> yeah. you want something to be exactly like you read it, just read, read the thing read again. Read the thing again. Uh, but, you know, I also do like some of the nods because basically Huey, who was originally designed to look like freaking Simon Pegg. Yep. And they yes. got Simon Pegg to play his dad because he's too old to play Huey It, was, it was a nice catch. It was <laughs> it a was nice like, nod. Hey, there you go. Here's somebody who actually... And the thing is, what I understand about the showrunner, Derek Robertson, I think that's the name of the guy. He is hardcore comic books and he went to the right people to help him produce the show. He went to uh, Seth Rogen, who is now like basically probably the guy to go to when it comes to uh, taking Garth Ennis works and turning it into TV. Yeah, because he's showrunning running the Preacher show right now. Is he now? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's always been Seth Rogen's group. Yeah. Seth yeah. Rogen, he, he's the guy who who literally convinced uh, like uh, 
I think it was AMC then or was it Amazon? I think it was AMC. It was AMC, AMC, it was AMC yeah. first. He went to yeah. AMC and says, I'm Seth Rogen. I, we need to make this preacher TV show. I got I got it. And he's like, yep. Sure. And the thing is, he he went and asked for Garth Ennis' approval and Garth Ennis was like, okay, I can yeah. see this. Because, I mean, yeah, one thing is, you can draw the fuck out of anything. You, you can't film the fuck out of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, and also some things that work on the page don't quite work out on uh, TV or in live action. A la, let's just say Watchmen for one example. Yeah. You know, some things like it just doesn't work as a live action adaptation. Which is and why this TV show, when they adapted certain things and certain key story points, it actually worked in the eight, eight episode kind of format. Yeah, it, it really did. did. Yeah. And the thing is, like streamlining it definitely made it a little bit more palatable and a little bit more... I think the pacing is definitely improved because mm. some parts of the early, especially of the first volume of the boys, it's a bit of a slog to go through because they need to just establish so many things. Yes. Whereas this, they use uh, current modern day parables that you instantly recognize what the stereotype or what this character represents. Oh, okay. So when you see A Train, like yeah, you get it. <laughs> you, yeah. you look and at And when him, you see the deep, you get him too. Yes. When you look at the deep, and I love the fact that. They didn't do the comics costume, but they did the Aquaman costume. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, was yeah. giggling my ass off. It's like, <laughs> I'm the deep. What's your power? I talk to fish. <laughs> 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 I can't. And it's impossible not to spoil all the amazing moments of the boys because we really want our co-host Tom here to watch the show. Maybe next time when we get back together after you've seen all eight episodes. Yeah, next episode, I might well come back and we'll say, holy f- shit, guys. We're going to gonna say, yes. and it's bleak and disgusting. I ha- no, it's not bleak. It's- you will laugh your ass off. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also a dark comedy, so you're going to laugh at a oh, lot no, of things. I, I've read Preacher. I know what I'm <laughs> You know what you're in Pretty for. much. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll have to say this also. You haven't seen the Preacher TV show yet, right? No. You might be disappointed because mm-hmm. TV I budget. I think that's, that's why I'm hesitant, I think. But I think Dominic Cooper does a very good Jesse. Okay. And I forgot uh, what's the name of the girl who plays Petunia. She was basically uh, Tulip. You mean Tulip? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you said Petunia. <laughs> Flower. <power>. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but the, the two of them were together in the Warcraft movie. She was yes, the yes. She oh, plays. I know. She plays. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, she plays Tulip, and yeah. she's oh. amazing. And I love her accent. She she nails it. Jesse. It's like yeah, that's how I think it sounds. Speaking of accents, Carl Urban is fucking Billy Butcher. Oh my god. Good good he casting. Good casting. I was a bit it. hesitant, but when I saw him in action for all eight episodes, yep, this is the Billy Butcher this is it. we know I mean, and will hate as well. Because you know? he did the best uh, Judge Dredd. Yep, he did yeah, the best Judge Dredd. That too. And also, I think his impersonation of D. Forrest Kelly in the Star Trek movies, yes. spot on. Yeah. He's the consummate professional. And I'm, I wouldn't say hesitant. I would say like, I don't know if he could nail how you say the sardonic and the very bitter and the very evil Billy Butcher oh what I got what I got instead was they retooled him and they made him a little bit more I say I wouldn't say morally ambiguous but you would definitely empathize with him a lot more like a little bit yeah Yeah. they didn't make him so bleak they made him actually they toned him down for the show but the thing is he's still an asshole (laughs) he's still a a manipulative bastard but he's a bit more lovable because Carl Urban has that extra that 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 Carl Urban is that oh, man I love this guy. Yeah, I can't like hate his him. facial expressions, like the way he beats down on people and <laughs> so forth and so forth. And like yeah. the way he he slings insults. You know? mm. Oh, and he also had one of the best worst speeches ever in <laughs> one of the episodes involving okay. Brit. This yeah. we can spoil because it's in the trailer where oh, yes. he he compares the boys to the Spice Girls. It's 
fucking hilarious. All and right. when that moment happened, I'm not gonna say it now because I want you to watch it. Okay. Yeah. But if you've seen the trailers, it's there, and it's probably what sold me on fucking Carl Urban as Billy Butcher because that's exactly how he would say it. Mm-hmm. And I also love the fact, right? The thing is, some people are kind of complaining that he didn't quite get the Cockney accent correctly. <laughs> but if you read the books, everybody describes Billy Butcher oh, as the guy with the Michael Caine accent. Yeah, Michael Caine ha- accent, yes. And he's doing a Michael Caine imperson- impersonation the whole time. Yeah, because so Michael Caine's not Cockney. He's not quite Cockney, but he speaks like that. You know, it's like, oh, hey, Carl Urban. And he, he, he nailed it. And the thing is, even during dramatic parts, he's like, damn, he, he, he can pull it off. <laughs> yeah, he can. This is like the later episodes and mm-hmm. it worked very well, yes. I mean, like, in terms of performances, I fucking love Aaron Moriarty as Annie January. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that, again, that other, you know, light in the darkness tunnel that is the seven. I mean, she yeah. does represent the naivety. She is definitely the person who gets disillusioned and she, mm-hmm. I think, they also kind of amplified her, like, when you say the, the girl who has to go through the beauty pageants, yeah, like the yeah, teen pageant girl, like more. the one yeah. with, with okay. the controlling mother, mm-hmm. and then they added the the Christian element too. Because why not? <laughs> yep, yep. The pray the gay away. Ooh, I love that episode. So oh, much. we okay. should also we should also bring up Anthony Starr as well as so, the Homelander. To me, it's like Carl Urban, magnificent. Uh, Erin Moriarty, she is definitely the heart of this show. It's yeah. like watching her and watching her uh, like relationship with uh, like Huey, Huey Campbell. Yeah. Sweet, perfect. Anthony Starr as Homelander and he is the analog to Superman. Ooh. So imagine Superman but he's, he's fucked up. Oh. Superman but a huge dick than usual. <laughs> a huge dick. The, <laughs> not literal. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Look, it's Garth Ennis. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> you wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Um, not enough little dick jokes though. <laughs> but I would say this, right? Like, imagine if you lived in a world, and I, that's what I loved about Anthony Starr, because he gets it. He gets mm. what the character represents, and he also gets, basically, uh, you know, I mean, they also made him kind of morally ambiguous. He wasn't so much of a one-note character as in the books. Like, you do actually feel for him, because once you see the, the tragedy of his story, mm-hmm. and it's all of a sudden, like, I, I was expecting to, like, hate this guy the entire time, and I was looking forward to it, because if he, if he nails what he is in the books, he's like, you know, the perfect asshole. And it's like, okay, but then they did this. And then I think it's, I, I can't spoil it, but when the, during the middle of the first season, when you start to see what made him who he was, yep, yeah. and I was like, oh, wow, this, was, this is fucking clever. You know, it's, it's something that they didn't do in the books. And I think also at the same time, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I together think. with uh, Elizabeth Shue as Madeline Stilwell, the CEO of Vought, Probably, uh, hands down, I've never seen her so fucking evil. <laughs> yes, yes, like, you think she's nice, but obviously she's not. You think she's, she's there holding a, a baby, breastfeeding her, like, and then, no, she is the reason all the world is a messed up place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would say, I mean, the, the, the cast is pretty good. I mean, okay, but I also is need to... Is anyone you're less impressed by? Uh, well, the thing is, the rest of them, like, they don't do as much as they need to because this whole thing seems very introductory. Yeah. Especially, the thing is, uh, they don't do what they do in the books where they have all the boys in the first episode. Yeah. So, it's like basically kind of an They're recruiting, story. basically. They're recruiting the other members. And like, you know, by the time we get to like uh, the female, right? Yeah, the like, female. And she's like a good five or six episodes in before we actually see her in action. Oh, yeah, really? about four a- four episodes or so. And then yeah. it's like, in the books, she is the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that uh, so like for all the violence from the comic book probably stems mostly from her. <laughs> yeah, all like, her. The, 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 what, what I love about the boys is right. Uh, you see all these big burly dudes and one French guy. 
yeah. and we Huey who looks like Simon Pegg and then it's like uh, like we're not scared of you hey, you shouldn't be scared of us you should be scared of her <laughs> <laughs> and the bad guys are like what does this little girl do and then you know she rips faces off yes. yeah. but she doesn't do it in the show huh? that's why I was looking oh, so I don't, okay, that might be a spoiler but she goes full crazy she kills people okay mm-hmm. uh, and I, th- I wouldn't say that anybody didn't do a good job I would say yeah, that everybody they're more like they played their parts great yeah, but the, the the ones we mentioned uh, did exceptionally well. Okay. But I also like to give some love to definitely Chase Crawford as the deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially this is one in scene where they because of events that happen. I'm not gonna spoil too much, right? Yeah. But they decide to relocate him, and then they have the REM music playing in the yes. background <laughs> as he's just wondering what to do with his life. Is like eh, some quality acting. Yes. <laughs> that is, and that's, that's the thing. Um. If you're looking for like shock value for shock value sake, if you're looking for the kind of depravity that was existing in the books, if you're looking for you know something to get your jollies off, it's there. Yeah. But it's not quite as hardcore. And if you're one of those purists who says like, oh, it doesn't push the envelope hard enough, I think it doesn't need to. It's smarter than that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like like you mentioned it's your soul shafik. It's streamlined to that so that it's palatable and easy to digest and yeah, I think also s- entertains in that I've sense. I've read some act- like full on fans of the books and like they're glad that some of like the mean spiritedness has been dialed back somewhat. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I guess it just won't work as well on television or for a wider audience. Don't- I mean the whole message of like uh, superhero worship and the bad things and then people actually trying yeah. to sort that stuff out, that actually works in the TV show when you have that message out there and the showrunners did a really good job in putting it out. Yeah, and that, yeah. what I mentioned also earlier is like when, it, when you see it on the page, right, because the beauty of a comic book is like, I mean, they're called page turners for a reason. Yeah. Like yes. when you flip and you see the, the next panel on the next the page. The splash page that, you know, puts you in. When the shock happens because it's designed to do that and the thing is, when it comes to, when it comes to comic books, right, they've gone as far as they could. Yeah. So you need to hit a certain peak when it comes to shock value. Whereas with TV, like you don't need to anymore. I think no. I would say it's not pulling its punches, but it's definitely a little bit more calculated and a little bit more, I would say, focused in what it is that it wants to. It doesn't try to hit you over the head with the point, more so just present it to you in a way that, uh, I would say, clever. I mean, not not just just clever, but uh, it's not supposed to shock you it's just supposed to make you think which is yeah, what yeah. The, the books were supposed to do in the first place and it does okay. show the logic that you know if you are dealing with superheroes powerful enough to rip your head off or shoot eye lasers at you yeah you're gonna see the full effect of it and that mm-hmm. just makes sense yeah. yep and uh, <laughs> I would say I mean my initial impressions is that I love this show and I want to see more of it and MC yeah. is definitely doing a great job and the thing is especially in this day and age when you have nothing but Marvel burnout and seeing the this quiet is, this jabs, is a good antidote. Yeah, this is a good antidote for that burnout. This is the best palate cleanse I've had in a long while because yes. like I can now sit through even more Marvel bullshit knowing that as long, like as, exists. as long as this exists to just kind of like bring me back to reality and like yep, I'm fine. Like my yeah, you know, like balance it out basically. Yeah. You kind of need those shows to balance out the good issues Marvel stuff. Not, it's not even, even a spoiler because it's new to the show mm-hmm. but this is one moment that kind of validates me a little bit which and bit? I'm sure Eccentric Call might be annoyed by this but mm-hmm. I'm going to say it anyway so there's a scene where basically like each of these heroes are uh, like the, the JLA analogue is Homelander The Deep uh, Queen Maeve Starlight like they're, they're they're just JLA yeah and the thing is each one of them gets a, a specific town mm-hmm. and then there's this one moment where The Deep is like okay so which town do I get? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're not gonna get this town. Why? 
uh, we got Nubian Prince. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like yeah, you know, I mean, he's doing well in the polls. A lot white people really like him. <laughs> and when I looked at that, I was like, I know what the joke is. Yeah. <laughs> I was giggling like, oh man, when, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm hoping for you to watch this. Is like, it's like. Yeah, yeah, Tom. I think I you'll enjoy this. You get every single reference it. here and there. <laughs> He's really popular right now. I'm sorry, Deep. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like the Deep, like and that's the thing that surprised me the most. These guys had arcs. It's like in the original books, they didn't really have much arcs. They're just basically one lot fuckholes. And they all represent like one story stereotype. arc, and then you're done with that character. Yeah, they, you know, these guys they kill him it, off, yeah. or he does something. Whereas this yeah. one is like. Why am I feeling for the deep? Deep is like the most ridiculous part of like the boys, you know. He was basically or an even at joke. some essence you might feel for A Train, like a teensy little bit. I guess. Oh, I didn't end. feel for A Train at all. <laughs> Fuck <Okay>. him. <laughs> but then again, I felt for, and and I also like the callbacks because I, they didn't include teenage kicks, but they at least had his uh, girlfriend be one of the members of teenage. Kicks. Oh yes, yes, yeah. And teenage kicks. I mean, like a lot of people will definitely complain that it doesn't hit the same beats. And I would also say that's where you're wrong. It doesn't have to, because when it comes to a good adaptation, it's about retaining the essence. Yeah. The essence, so, the soul, the whole point yeah, of the boys. I mean, anyway. like, it to me, I am not un- upset that they don't have teenage kicks in it at all, because uh, in the books, teenage kicks is basically like when Huey, the Simon Peck <laughs> character, mm. now played by uh, what Dennis Quaid's son, uh, Jack Jack Quaid, Jack Quaid, okay, who who does a great great job. Yeah. So like basically in the books is like that's his first uh test. Like when, okay, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna fight a lesser bunch of superheroes and we see how you can hold up. Whereas this one it totally removes that and we go straight to the seven. Okay. Which I totally appreciate because like the books lead up to the seven because in the books they're kind of meant to be like this is the the one thing we're gonna lead up to is finally the boys versus the seven. Yeah. And we throw down. Whereas this one they establish them as the antagonist straight away. And they also kind of like, I know they flip some characters around because like translucent man doesn't exist in the books. Nope, he's not in the books. No. Yeah, but he is the he is definitely the replacement for Blarney Cock in the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I want you to watch the show before you read the books because Blarney Cock is English, oh, and he loves hamsters, <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> no, you weren't. You're not. You're gonna laugh your ass off. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, hey, I think you've uh, sold me on this, guys. So, what are your ratings? My ratings? Uh, this is definitely seven and a half, close to an eight from ten in terms wow. of television. This is quality. It's like to me, it's like Chernobyl and this are the best things on TV. Then something. Wow, alright, so uh, Toffee, what's your... Yeah, uh, 8 out of 10, definitely. Good okay. stuff. This is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give I'm my... actually more excited for what's going to happen in the second season, but uh, for I'll now, I like to rewatch week. this over and over. You'll you definitely... Get, okay, you know what we should do? Let's do Let's do our typical last game. What do you want to see in season 2? What do you want to see? see? Can I see mine first? Yeah, see yours I know first. what it is, because you told me before the show. <laughs> I want to see Tech Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Tech Knight and I want to see... Because in an age where like everybody hero worships the likes of Batman and Iron Man... Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially Iron Man. Especially Iron Man. <laughs> and we show him this version of Iron Man. And also, I love the fact that... Are we going to make people re- rethink that uh, dynamic between him and Spider-Man? Yes! <laughs> hey, Ladio. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I also love would love to see the G-Man too. The G-Man definitely. I'm like, definitely gonna we're definitely gonna see more Lamblighter, which I kind of want to see how they're actually gonna recap that story and then see what. I happens think they're gonna do something totally different because like this is uh, we we can't spoil it, but the ending of season one also took me by surprise that they yeah, went with that. It did. They went yeah. that direction, so mm-hmm. it's like where they're gonna go. So and I'm really looking forward to like the original things they do with this mm-hmm. because I think they have like. They did their best to kind of prove to everybody. We read the books. We we know what it is we need to do, but let us do our own thing. Yep. Trust us, and boy, it paid off. So, man, I can't wait. I want to see more Tech Knight. I want to see the G Man. Maybe the Legend, but I think oh, the, yeah, legend the Legend is a very throwaway character to me. Like we don't really need to have him around. But uh, oh, somehow put Terror in there. I want to see fucking Billy Butcher's dog. <laughs> okay, he's like my. Friend. He might get a new dog. Who knows? <laughs> he might get get a dog. I mean, he doesn't have he, one. He he needs no. He needs to get that dog because yes. that dog does one thing very well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to find out what the hell you're talking <laughs> you're about. You'll find out. Yeah, okay, eventually. Watch the show. I'll read the comics after. <laughs> read the comics after. <laughs> wait, have you finished your preacher yet? Oh, yeah. Oh. God damn, it's amazing. Yeah, it is <laughs> good ending. stuff, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we have to do... Like, when season four of Preacher finally comes out, we have to do... The, we'd have to have to do the Preacher episode, which yeah. will tie into the books as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll binge watch it to get up to season four. Yes. But did it get cancelled? No, it's still going, right? No, it's still going. I think it's still ongoing, yes. It's still ongoing. I think season 4 is coming out later this year. Mm. I mean, like, for me, my only complaint is they don't have the budget to pull off some of the bigger ideas. Well, I mean, I can't imagine how they'd pull out Nav- the Naho Valley. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, right. Not quite. Oh. The thing is, they didn't, the entire season 1... Did, mm. did they at least do the fuck you sign? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> don't spoil it. Okay, no, 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 wait, no, no, let's spoil. Fuck, read Preacher. Yeah, please yeah. read Preacher. <laughs> read Pre- it's some of the greatest Garth Ennis ever. And uh, probably some of the best great writing, great which characters. Taken out of context, are just killer. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, anything hairstyle says. Anything hairstyle says. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ah, that's one thing. I'm kind of disappointed with the hairstyle of the TV show because they really? don't make they don't make him do all the fucked up things. <laughs> he's not he's not quite as deliciously villainous you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it's within but the limitations of, yes I know I mean I think I'm very forgiving about Preacher because Preacher is I mean if I were to really be strict with it it's quite lackluster okay yeah but it's also at the same time I get what you can get away with the TV yeah, budget course. and Plus this is AMC which have much stricter rules about what they can show talking about The Walking Dead and the thing is mm. they're the kings of beating a dead horse over and over again yeah one so thing we'll about see. Walking Dead is that they can show plenty of violence but no nudity we need some nudity strange yeah. yeah strange standards yeah if you want nudity hey if you want some Garth and his hey, style welcome nudity welcome to America oh you can watch someone's uh, scholarly caved in but don't you dare see that titty but if you want to see titties and skulls caved in, watch the boys. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I guess uh, yeah. So this has been our SDCC uh, dead horse beating. And uh, join us next week to talk about I don't know Hobbs and Shaw. I guess stuff. Yep, Fast and Furious stuff. You I guess. What? Tell you what, let's do a proper full-on boys review next week with Sentry yeah. Tom. Sure. F- fully caught on. We'll do the spoiler version. We'll yeah, the, the super spoiler version. Okay, but definitely heavily recommended. Watch the boys. Get your AMC yeah. subscriptions now. I mean, your Amazon Amazon, Prime. Amazon Prime. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, AMC too. Frank. It costs, what, $3 in Singapore? Mm. Like, yeah, come yeah. on. Okay, and uh, so, <laughs> no, this, okay, <laughs> this has been the Groundhog Shuffle. Oh my god. Uh, this has been Black Noir, Mr. Toffee. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
That feels offensive. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's offensive. Yes. <laughs> All right. And this has been. Um, except through time, I don't know any characters. Setting up. Setting up. <laughs>